This is the Rocky Mountain Review. My name is Maximus Hunter. And I'm Ren Wadsworth, and we are joined remotely by our amazing reporters. This is Christy Conklin with your local news. This is Jonathan Boomtown Gillum with sports. This is Coda Babcock with the COVID-19 outbreak update. And we've got a full show coming up for you today. We are going to be talking about sports, coronavirus news, some good news, and we're going to have a call in from the local Buddhist center. But first, Chrissy, what is our local news? Okay, thank you, Max. Hello to the people of quarantine. This is Chrissy Conklin, your local news host on the Rocky Mountain Review. You're listening to 90.5 KCSU Fort Collins. So let's jump right into things today. Um, The regional bus company Flex announced that they will be suspending their services in light of the COVID-19 crisis. The Flex route serves stops between Fort Collins, Loveland, Berthoud, Longmont, and Boulder. This suspension was announced yesterday, and the suspension will go into effect on Saturday, April 18th. This decision was made to help stop the spread of COVID-19 by reducing travel between towns and communities all along the Front Range. For those of you who rely on this bus service and need more time to find alternative forms of transportation, Colt, aka the City of Loveland Transit, will temporarily provide services to riders affected by the flex suspension. Colt will add a north shuttle that will connect to routes 1, 2, and 3. Colt has made a scheduling change in order to accommodate for its new flex stops. The transport will be reducing its frequency on route 2 from every 30 minutes to every 60 minutes. This will allow Colt to make stops between the North Transfer Center, better known as the Food Bank, and the Walmart on Highway 287 and 65th. The flex route times will remain the same on its northbound trip, but the southbound routes will be changed. All other Colt route timing will be the same, and Route 2 will connect to Routes 1, 3, and the shuttle at the North Transfer Center. If you need more information, visit the Colt website at www.cityofloveland.org. Northern Colorado Airport is a regional travel hub in our neighboring town, Loveland, Colorado. It is owned and managed by the cities of Loveland and Fort Collins. Yesterday, we received some exciting news for this establishment. This regional airport will receive nearly $17 million as part of the federal government's $10 billion CARES Act, aka the Coronavirus Aid, Relief, and Economic Security Act. This particular sector of the act focused on smaller struggling airports. On average, the Northern Colorado Airport saw more than 200 takeoffs and landings a day, but in the wake of the crisis, they are down to about 65. Even before the COVID-19 crisis, Northern Colorado Airport was in major need of some financial attention. For example, its main terminal has been operating from a temporary facility for the last 17 years, and its 100-foot wide runway needs to be expanded to 150 feet to accommodate new aircrafts. The runway expansion will cost $14 million alone. The $17 million that Northern Colorado Regional Airport received is almost 10 times its annual budget of $2.7 million. This financial support will help the airport speed up construction projects, including a new terminal that will make the airport more efficient and attractive for regularly scheduled commercial air service. The airport also hopes to establish its own customs office to make it easier and more desirable for international companies and travelers to relocate. Fort Collins Mayor Wade Troxwell weighed in on this pleasant surprise saying that the commission needs to look at its capital project with fresh eyes and think about how we can best utilize this funding for the future of the airport. The new terminal could be a game changer. 
given the international kinds of companies we have here now and what they have to do to go through customs, bringing a customs office here could be a discriminator for Northern Colorado Regional Airport and how it presents itself. Now that funding has come through, it's up to the airport commissioners to prioritize where this money will be spent. In more travel news, I can almost be sure that every driver in the area has gotten stuck behind the train that runs through Fort Collins. These traffic delays can last up to 30 minutes and have cars backed up for miles. The city of Fort Collins is realigning LeMay Avenue train tracks and adding an overpass over Vine Drive to alleviate traffic backups caused by switching trains. This will be the first train overpass in Fort Collins, and there are mixed emotions about it. LeMay Avenue will now run into a field between Lincoln Avenue and Vine Drive, where it will cross over to an overpass. Residents of that area are not supportive of the extreme change to their living environment. Amber Haggard, a resident in Andersonville, shared her thoughts on the project, stating, I am not thrilled about a four-lane highway going behind my house, as anyone would not be, I would imagine, but I do know that it's very difficult to get out on the road here. It's a necessity to do something, I just don't know if it needs to be that extreme. Other residents in the area are excited for the change and are looking forward to the convenience, despite the major development. Thank you so much for tuning in today. It has been lovely joining you all here. I unfortunately have to sign off early, but I look forward to talking to you guys next Thursday. This has been Christy Conklin with your local news on the Rocky Mountain Review. You're listening to 90.5 KCSU Fort Collins. Thank you so much, Chrissy, and good luck with uh, what you've got going on. Thank you, guys. Have a great week. You too. Yeah, All that right. overpass is really interesting. I'm psyched not to have to stay behind the train. That's the worst. Yeah. That catches like you. Chrissy That's was half saying, your day. There's, yeah, there's pros and cons to it. I remember being stuck behind a train, I think, for 30 minutes, which is crazy. So we are uh, joined right now on our show by Gen Rinzen from the Herica Buddhist Center. Uh, Gen, can you hear us? No worries, I'm turning you up right now so uh, we can hear you a little better. Can you, can you hear okay? Yeah, that's great. Okay, good. Wonderful. Well, thank you for joining us. Yeah, um, thanks for having me. Yeah, uh, I know it's kind of kind of interesting doing a radio show from home, but uh, we've been making it work. So, um, mm -hmm. first off, just as an overview, uh, we're going to get into the Buddhist Center Um and what you guys do there, but just as an overview, what does Buddhism teach in general? Gosh, it teaches a lot, but uh, I guess the most important thing is that is where happiness comes from, and that happiness comes from inside, you know. But uh, like everybody knows that it's very, it's kind of cliche to say happiness comes from inside, but but from what? Is it your gallbladder? <laughs> so, because I had mine out and I haven't been happy ever since. No, <laughs> it's it, it. So I think this essence, like this, the most essential thing, if you want to practice something of Buddhism, is that happiness comes from inner mental peace. And whenever our mind is peaceful, then we're happy. And if your mind is agitated, you're not happy. And and like it doesn't matter. You know, whether you're rich or poor, or a, a poor person with a peaceful mind is going to be happy. And a rich person with an agitated mind is going to be unhappy. 
But a rich person with a peaceful mind is happy. <laughs> so what role does meditation play in that? Well, so, like, I mean, the next step after understanding happiness comes from a peaceful mind is where do you get peace, you know? And what gives you a peaceful mind? And really what it comes down to is being basically good-natured with a good heart. And meditation is very helpful in helping us to become somebody who is good-natured with a good heart more and more of the time. So you do meditation at the Herika Buddhist Center. What else do you guys do there? Well, we do, um, uh, probably our most popular thing is our drop-in meditation classes. And drop-in these days means live stream. <laughs> but so like we can, people come like Sunday morning or Wednesday night and, and like a guide, uh, maybe a 20 minute meditation, uh, just relaxation, you know, uh, different ways of maybe breathing meditation or something else. And then, then we give some talk on some aspect of Buddhist philosophy, how to keep a peaceful mind, how to have a good heart, how to be patient, how to be compassionate. And, uh, and then we meditate on that at the end. Bet you're great at that. You have a very soothing voice. Not right, good. <laughs> so, uh, is it a just meditation, or do you offer other kinds of classes there? Uh, you know, pretty much everything we do involves some meditation, but um, there's, there's a lot of instruction, you know, a lot of teaching about, I mean, there's, there's, I mean, there's just so much good stuff about how to keep a good heart. Uh, like this weekend, we're having, uh, on Saturday, a class on healing family relationships. Hmm. And uh, next week we got a class, well, we're, like on Wednesdays right now we're doing a series uh, overcoming anxiety. And then uh, in a week we just have a, a simple learn to meditate, um, just kind of get started with it all. So there's some consistent curriculum and some of it happens at variable times. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we have a, a, like a, a steady series of classes every week at certain times. And we have an in-depth study program for people who like really want to get into the nuts and bolts of Buddhism. And uh, at other times, it's just like we try to offer stuff that's really practical, really helpful for regular human life. Nice. So how's uh, live streaming going? I know. Actually, it's going very well. Uh, we have uh, a lot of people tuning in for it. Uh, I mean, of course, there are some technical difficulties. Mostly it's because we've, we've like upgraded everything. We've got a faster computer, we've got a sharper camera, we've got better internet. So mostly at this point, it's, it's on people's own devices that they're having a little trouble once in a while. But, but we've kind of worked out most of the technical difficulties. So how does a live streaming class or meditation session compare to a normal one? Well, I think the, I mean, what we're offering from our end is, is just the same. Um, there's some maybe slight differences. I, I think I actually try to talk a little slower for people uh, over the stream. But uh, basically we're offering just the same. But I think that the challenge is uh, whether people in their homes are able to give themselves a nice meditative environment. Um, you know, if you got dog barking and so forth, it's not, it's not the same as sitting in our lovely meditation room. But, but still, it, it's, I think it's, because we're getting so many people tuning in. I mean, last night we had people from um, 
as far away as Minnesota and Salt Lake City tuning in for our meditation classes. Of course, mostly a bunch of people from Fort Collins. Uh, and, and I mean, they're just, it's really nice to get some peace, get some guided meditation in the midst of all the craziness in the world right now. So where can people go to find that if they want to? Meditate in fortcollins.org. It's, it's not meditation, it's meditate in fortcollins.org. I see how people can and get then, caught on that. Yeah. <laughs> but. All right, so uh, this is my last question, and thank you so much for taking some time to talk with us today. But uh, I'm curious with all that's going on in the world around us and people being stuck at home, uh, do you have any insight into how people can take better care of themselves? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, first and foremost, as, as I mentioned earlier, it's like the, this idea of like being good-natured, good heart. Like, I mean, if we can, the, the more we can care about other people and be concerned for other people, just the happier we're going to be. Because virtue, having a virtuous attitude in your heart is the best thing. And meditation is just a tool to get peace and virtue in your mind. So, you know, if people could do uh, five minutes of meditation a day, five or ten, just, just make yourself sit down and focus on your breathing. Or even better, get some book with a bunch of meditations in it and, and do that. But, uh, yeah, get, I mean, get your mind peaceful. And sometimes maybe that, you know, if someone's not a meditator, then, then um, you know, go for a walk. Uh, but get some peace. Get some peace, get some virtue in your mind. And you will feel better. Your, your body will feel better. I mean, like meditation has immense health benefits. You know, your stress level just plummets if you do some meditation. And for anybody who hasn't done it before, then please come tune in. Tune in to one of our meditations. It's a really easy, simple, fun, uh, and so, so healthy. Thank you so much, Ken. And for uh, anyone who just tuned in, what was the uh, address for those live streams again? Oh, sure. Uh, meditate, M-E-D-I-T-A-T-E, in, I-N, Fort Collins, F-O-R-T-C-O-L-L-I-N-S, I guess you know how to spell that probably, dot <laughs> 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 org. So it's all, no punctuation in it. Uh, but make sure it's the org and not com. But anyway, if, if you sure, if you just Google meditation in Fort Collins, we'll come up. Awesome. Well, thank you so much again, Genrinzen. It has been a pleasure talking with you today. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. All right. That was Genrinzen from the Herica Buddha Center. And I don't know about you guys, but I would listen to him read books. Yeah, he was very soothing. <laughs> yeah. Dude's Stress got gone. A great voice. Yeah. All right. Yeah, uh, he gonna... should. He should be on the radio more often. Yeah, right. <laughs> we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we're going to have Boomtown with Sports and Coda with your COVID-19 update here on the Rocky Mountain Review. And we're back on the Rocky Mountain Review. My name is Maximus Hunter. I'm Ren Wadsworth, and that music was pretty fitting because we just heard an interview from... Um, Gen Rinzen. Gen uh, thank you for that. And we are joined remotely by our two reporters. It's Jonathan Boomtown Gillum for sports. 
Dakota Babcock with the COVID-19 outbreak update. And earlier we had Kristen Conklin with our local news. But we're going to jump right into sports with Boomtown. What sports news <laughs> do you have for us today? Hello. Uh, once again, it's Jonathan Boomtown Gillum, and I've got updates and reminders for sporting events. So first and foremost, a week from today, that's Thursday, April 23rd, the NFL Draft will begin at 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Thursday will only be for the first round. Friday will cover rounds 2 to 3, and that will be at 5 p.m. Saturday will be the rest of the rounds at 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. You can watch this at ABC. It can also be found on ESPN and NFL Networks, but only for Thursday and Friday. And it also can be streamed on ESPN and the NFL apps. I don't know about everyone else, but I'm excited for the hometown Denver Broncos picks. I will prov be providing a Broncos rookie report that will come out at the after the draft. And whoever your team may be, the draft is a great time to get a fan pumped up for the NFL season. Um, so around this time next week, watch out for that. Next, in national sporting news, some more hopeful news. Last week, I discussed the possibility of sports returning at remote locations. Well, this week, it has been discussed in a more official capacity. Multiple sources, including USA Today, ESPN, MSN, and CBS Sports, have articles on this. According to CBS Sports on April 15th, Dr. Anthony Fauci, the nation's top infectious disease expert, said he does believe that professional sports can return uh, this summer under two conditions. Uh, fans cannot be in attendance and the players have to be kept in hotels to protect their health. Um, that being said, we will closely monitor this and hopefully have some uh, hopeful news soon. And then lastly, I bring some important sporting news for the Northern Colorado community. Uh, so there has been a massive sports uh, project underway in Windsor that some of us may know. Um, uh, it was supposed to bring about 100, over 100 acres of, and multitudes of fields for baseball, soccer, and intramurals, and even a stadium. Well, unfortunately, there has been another delay. Uh, according to the town of Windsor on their website on April 7th uh, this year, Weld County Board of Commissioners has pulled out of the project. Um, so they're just alerting people that there will be another delay. We will also keep monitoring this and have hopeful updates soon. I know many people, including myself, were really hopeful. It's It was going to be uh, really awesome to have a sports park here in northern Colorado, especially that big. Some people were even calling it the Disney World of Sports Parks. So uh, we'll keep it update. Um, and also, missing more sports, we have several sports shows here on KCSU Fort Collins throughout the week. Uh, more information can be found on our website at kcsu.com. And that is all I have for sports news. Thanks for listening. I hope everyone is having a wonderful day on this snowy day and they are staying well and sane. Back to you, Max and Ren. Thank you, Boomtown. Uh, I'm curious, do you know why the county commissioners pulled out of the sports park? So, uh, the official reason why they, they pulled out is funding. Uh, I mean, that makes sense right now. That's pretty tough. Um... It, I, and they didn't really release. They said, uh, for more information, you would have to contact the uh, Weld County Commissioner's Office. So you can go that at weldcounty.com. Uh, it just sounds like uh, it's a big amount of, it's a private project and it needs a lot of uh, city funds. And, you know, the county wasn't willing to, I don't know, something came in disagreement. So when I get more information on it, I will definitely update us on that. Well, I'm sure, you know, funding looks much different right now than it did three months ago and you know budget re yeah, it, restructuring it, and all that 
it doesn't say COVID-19, but it, with the situation going on right now, it's probably a good possibility. Um, that's probably why. Yep, and speaking of COVID-19, we're going to have Coda get started in just a moment, but we would like to remind you that if you missed any part of the show, you can find it on our website, kcsufm.com. I did have a question for you, Jonathan. Yes. Because I know you're talking about um, this summer, hopefully sports will still be on, but they won't have that audience aspect. And I know a huge factor into how teams perform is having that audience interaction so how do you think that's gonna impact how student or how students how athletes are performing in the future well i think a, a good way to look at it is think of all the video games they put crowd noise into video games already i would suspect just to give it that authentic feel that they would uh give crowd noise in the favor of the home team as well why not because it would just kind of be real quiet i feel like without that factor so maybe some artificial crowd noise. I think that would be a, a really good idea. So maybe fans can like live yeah. stream in with their mics and you just like see it as a mic. Yeah, we're not. I'm not sure. I mean, everything that's going on, we've had to evolve everything. So uh, we'll just we'll kind of see what where it takes us. Hey, it's Major League Sports in America. They can afford it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and with that, we're going to move on to Coda Babcock with our COVID-19 update. Thanks. I'm Coda Babcock, and this is the COVID-19 outbreak update for Thursday, April 16th, 2020, on the Rocky Mountain Review. Larimer County's Public Health Director, Tom Gonzalez, is setting a goal to test more than 175,000 residents of Larimer County for antibodies of COVID-19. Gonzalez also plans to begin slowly backing off of the stay-at-home order with the help of these tests but has credited the stay-at-home order for slowing the spread of COVID-19 in the Larimer County region. The total reported and confirmed number of COVID-19 cases in Larimer County has reached 202 with nine deaths related to COVID-19. According to the health department, confirmed cases are likely an underrepresentation of the total number of people who have COVID-19 due to limited testing supplies and asymptomatic cases. In the state of Colorado, the death, ho- the death toll hit 308 as of Monday. There's also now an outbreak at a long-term care facility in Pueblo, with four employees and six patients at the facility testing positive as of Monday. In addition to this, a meatpacking plant in Greeley has been shut down after two workers have died from complications relating to COVID-19, with 43 workers testing positive. JBS USA has announced a closure for sanitation and will be giving paid leave to its employees until April 24th at, at least. JBS USA is also currently arranging to get testing supplies for all 5,000 of its employees with the support of Governor Jared Polis and Vice President Mike Pence. The states of Washington, Oregon, and California have joined together in a West Coast Pact promising collaboration during the fight against COVID-19. The three governors of these West Coast states claim to be placing their focus primarily on the health and safety of the residents rather rather than on continued economic activity during the outbreak. The United States now has a death toll of 27,012 and 632,548 total cases. There's new evidence showing that positioning COVID-19 patients on their stomachs in what's referred to as prone positioning could be saving lives. This position allows for more oxygen to get into a sick patient's lungs. Prone positioning was first proved to be helpful in reducing the death rates of patients experiencing acute respiratory distress syndrome who were using ventilators around seven years ago in a French study. It has been used by some doctors in managing severe respiratory conditions by some hospitals ever since. Hospitals in the Northeast are seeing a dramatic difference in survival rates so far as a result of this method, and some medical groups are now making a switch to mandate this type of patient positioning for those being treated with COVID-19. 
The medication hydro hydroxychloroquine French had French medical trials prove unsatisfactory results in treating COVID-19. It has also been linked to heart complications. This study comes after the president of the United States has claimed that it showed tremendous promise. The medication had less than a 3% difference in death toll for use or in use of ICU facilities compared to those who were not given it. And many doctors are fighting against its use due to a lack of clear evidence that it works, along with the side effects causing heart complications. That's all for today's COVID-19 update. I'm Coda Babcock, and you're listening to the Rocky Mountain Review on KCSU Fort Collins. Thank you so much, Coda. Of course. Yeah. Thank you. If you missed any part of this show, you can find it on our website, kcsufm.com. Also on our website, kcsufm.com, you can find a list of local and national charities and organizations helping people in need during COVID-19. Uh, instead of our usual DJ-a-thon, where we ask people uh, to donate to us, we're asking you to help us help other people this year. So if you are interested in seeing that list of organizations and charities, you can find them on our website, kcsufm.com. And with that, we're going to take a quick break. My name is Maximus Hunter. And I'm Ren Wadsworth, and you're listening to the Rocky Mountain Review on 90.5 KCSU Fort Collins. And we're back on the Rocky Mountain Review. My name is Maximus Hunter. And I'm Ren Wadsworth. And we just heard a little bit about what's going on in the world, both in sports and with COVID-19 from our two reporters, uh, Jonathan Gilham and Coda Babcock. And we're going to keep things moving with a segment that Max has been working really hard on, and it's called News to Cure the Blues. And if you missed anything that was on the show today, or if you missed any of Max's segments of that, you can check them out on kcsufm.com. With the reality of COVID-19 and quarantine keeping Americans stuck indoors, it can be tough to face the day. However, good news still exists, even in times like these. I'm 90.5 KCSU News Director Max Hunter, and this is News to Cure the Blues. One of the hardest parts of being quarantined is missing all the fun events that had to be canceled this spring. Thankfully, one local classic is still on, the Taste of Fort Collins. While it has been pushed back to July 25th and 26th, the festival will still be happening. According to North 40 News, the headlining bands will be Collective Soul and Spin Doctors. Easter was last Sunday, but unlike most years, there was very little egg hunting. Since social distancing guidelines are in place, Easter parties had to take place indoors and public celebration was impossible. In Fort Collins, however, the Easter Bunny still came to town. Kelsey Wade, a local 16-year-old, already had a bunny costume she made at home. On Easter Sunday, she went all over Fort Collins to surprise kids as the Easter Bunny, responding to requests on her next door page. She spent most of the day bringing joy to local children. According to the Coloradoan, Wade isn't even Christian. She just felt that she had a way to spread joy during a difficult time. While kids still had to practice social distancing from Kelsey, she was able to bring some Easter cheer into houses this year. Help can come from the most unlikely places. The Lego Company, based in Denmark, has decided to stop building 10-foot-tall Star Wars characters and start making visors. The visors, made from Lego plastic, are for healthcare workers to protect their eyes from being exposed to COVID-19. They say in their Instagram post that they can produce more than 13,000 visors a day. Lego is also giving back to their biggest supporter, kids. 
The LEGO Foundation donated $50 million to Education Cannot Wait, an organization that helps provide education to children worldwide. They are also donating 500,000 LEGO sets to children in need. To learn more about how to give a child a gift of entertainment during this quarantine, you can find more information on their Instagram post. This has been News to Cure the Blues. All music in this episode was made by me, and I'm 90.5 KCSU News Director Max Hunter. Let's all try to stay healthy, well-rested, and positive. Awesome. Thanks, Max. Yeah, no problem. I love making those. Yeah, they're really cool. All right. Well, if you missed anything on the show, you can check it out on our website, kcsufm.com. But, Ren, I'm very curious. What day is it today? So while today may be the 16th, there's a couple of National Day news things that we missed out on on Tuesday that I kind of wanted to bring back. So on Tuesday, it was National Dolphin Day. Um, And National Dolphin Day celebrates these social and intelligent creatures. Dolphins are mammals that are related to whales and porpoises. They are carnivores and can range in size from 4 feet to 30 feet, which is much bigger than I thought a dolphin was. A male dolphin is called a bull, while a female is a cow, and a calf is a young dolphin. Um, A group is called a school or a pod, and according to the book, uh, The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, written by Douglas Adams, dolphins are the second most intelligent animal on the planet, surpassing humans. But of course, that's a fictional piece of literature. And the next two national holidays for Tuesday... I thought I wanted to add, because they challenge you to go outside, which is kind of ironic given our current situation. (laughs) Uh, So on Tuesday, yeah. (laughs) On Tuesday, it was National Gardening Day. So whether it was vegetables, fruits, uh, fruit, flowers, or ornamentals, that day encouraged you to take some time out of your day to work on your garden or challenged you to start a garden if you didn't already have one. And Tuesday was also National Look Up at the Sky Day. Uh, It encouraged you to look into the natural world above you and appreciate it. Whether it was morning, night, dusk, or dawn, good or bad weather, it suggested there's always something beautiful to be seen in the sky. Moving on to today, there were just two national holidays I wanted to celebrate due to how ironic they were for the situation we're in again. Uh, So today, yeah, today is National Wear Your Pajamas to Work Day. Hey, doing that? Yeah. (laughs) I'm in my sweatpants right now. (laughs) I celebrate that holiday. A lot. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, and then today is also National High Five Day, which none of us can participate in, unfortunately. Virtual high five. Yeah. It happened, you just couldn't hear it. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, I wanted to add this, but tomorrow is National Bad Appreciation Day, which I think they could really use with all the bad press they're currently getting. National what appreciation day? Sorry, bat. Bat like bats, like the. Uh... Yes, like the animal. Huh. Cool. I I I'm down to appreciate some bats. They're they're but creepy yeah. but cool. Yeah, I think bats are so cute. Um, I think Koda actually has a really really cool bat tattoo. Oh, right on. I think Koda may have uh, but... dropped out. That's okay. But going back to Tuesday, um, yeah, (laughs) going back to Tuesday with the National Look Up at the Sky Day, Max, if we were going to look up at the sky, what do you think we would see? Oh, man, that's a really good question. I think we would see 
the weather! Whoa. Yeah, so, you can probably tell, the weather's uh, kind of cold and snowy. It's been snowing all day here in northern Colorado, and it doesn't really seem like it's going to stop. Not until early tomorrow morning. Today you can expect the high to stay around 30, and tomorrow the sun is going to pop back out, and temperatures going to rise to about 45, so that snow should probably go away. Temperatures will continue to rise into the weekend, and on Saturday it'll be overcast, but it'll be in like the low 50s. Uh, the temperature is going to stay roughly the same and on Sunday at about 53, but you can expect more sun. On Monday, the sun is going to keep shining, and the high is going to be around 60 degrees, so hopefully this snowy weather will be all gone. And that's it for your weather. Uh, for more weather, you can listen to the Rocky Mountain Review on Tuesday at 4 o'clock. And that's pretty much our show. Yeah, that's pretty much our show. But we do need to thank some people before we end the show for the day. That is absolutely true. Uh, I'd like to give a special thanks to Chrissy Conklin, Coda Babcock, and Jonathan Boomtown Gillum for uh, being here and helping us keep doing this show, even though we've been in lockdown for four weeks, I'm five weeks. I'm amazed that we're still doing this. It's awesome. Yeah, definitely. We also need to thank our amazing, amazing guest who uh, came from the Haruka Baptist or Haruka Buddhist Center. Yes, that was Gen Rinzen. Thank, thank you so much. Thank you so much for coming in. Or, well, not coming in, but remotely yeah, coming in. <laughs> interviewing. Um, and we've got to thank the awesome people at our station Julia, Hannah, Zay, uh, Asher, our future station manager. And Hunter, our future programming director, it's uh, very nice to work with all of you guys, especially in current circumstances. Yeah, I want to thank you, Max. I'm so blessed to still be able to do these shows with you. I want to thank you, Ren. Uh, you're awesome, and thank you. You, you know, we we, I think we do a really good job, and I'd love to be able to do this. Yeah. Yeah. We gotta and thank of you. We have to. Yeah, we have to thank you. Thank you for listening. And with that, we'll see you we'll next see you time. Next time. <laughs>